the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 74. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Why, hello, Sandra. Hello. Long time no talk to. (laughs) I know. It feels like a really long time since we've done an episode together. Like just you and me. It really does. Like I just had to wipe dust off the microphone. A little (laughs) little dust was gathering on the microphone and I just wiped it off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I think we were so, um, uh, even though it wasn't, we didn't fully have a master plan, but we had a loose plan for the summer and it just worked out so well with the podcast. Didn't it? Mm Ah. It just really so proud of us <laughs> that we that we had a a successful summer mm-hmm. and it and it and it met our expectations. Yeah. But B, uh, we put out some good content. <laughs> we got to talk to our friends and yeah. it was really, really fun. It really was. And I love I mean, I am a little bit of a taskmaster and like regimented about things. Do you know that about me, Sandra? I don't know if you know that about me. Are you? (laughs) But did you notice how I expanded a little bit and that I wasn't such a taskmaster and I kind of just went with the flow? Yeah. How did it feel? It felt really good. Yeah. It was a great (laughs) exercise and... I mean, we, we work really hard on putting this show together and putting it out there. Yeah, we do. Mm. We do. And I think we talked about the difference already. But I mean, I think the biggest difference was often we have guests on here or or even if it's just the two of us, we take copious notes. Mm-hmm. Um, if we are interviewing a guest that we don't know, we do research. Yeah. We really prepare. But... The difference uh, from the summer was that we interviewed our friends, and we didn't really have to prepare much. We just turned on the microphones and talked. Mm -hmm. I love how that felt, and that made me feel more comfortable about, you know, we'll see, I guess, (laughs) going forward, but it made me feel more confident and more like, we got this, like, in terms of, we know how to have a conversation. Um, We don't have to have it so scripted which I don't think it was super scripted before, but I mean, I felt nervous when we were interviewing people. Um, I think a, oh, good, a good majority always. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Always. You're right. I think it did. I think you're right. I think it did help me be a better interviewer. I mean, I still, um, and you know, a lot, but sorry guys, that's <laughs> going to keep happening probably until I get a higher addiction coach. But, um, but, uh, you're right. I enjoyed working off script, so to speak. Yeah, it flowed. It just flowed. And that and I mean, again, the metaphor for recovery and for life and for me and what I needed this summer, um, it, it couldn't have been better. 
So yeah. I really appreciate the ladies that agreed to come on. And, you know, we were a little bit loosey-goosey, and that's just kind of how it is sometimes. And and they were game, you know, and I just, I, I loved it. I loved it very much. Me too. Me too. And I know we've gotten so, so much good response yeah. to our to our summer series and we thank everyone for listening and following along and and hope that you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it yeah and so we have um at least we know that for next summer right yeah <laughs> we have a you know with our kids and um husbands and family and community and just work like we to fit this in um, during the summertime when the kids are home is is a whole nother ball game for you and I. Exactly. Um, so exactly. That, that that had to work for us or we couldn't do it. And I mean, I was bordering because of how I was feeling at the time that summer was was um, upon us. I was feeling like I don't didn't think I could do it, Sandra. Right. So the fact that we figured out a way. Um, I mean, we've had like weeks off here because we've done interviews mm-hmm. back to back. So we had like the luxury of weeks going by before we recorded a new one. Um, and the listeners don't know that because they're coming out every Monday. But um, yeah, that was a really nice schedule. Yes. Let's figure really out how to do that is. during the year. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Let's figure out. Well, I think maybe, you know, we'll, we'll take some of the things that we learned, I bet. And, and I bet we will. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like kind of what, what we're doing today. We're to, doing a we're morphing things so that it can work for us because we're going to be traveling um, yes. in the middle of September. Do you want to share about that? Uh, are we talking about She Recovers in LA? We are. We are. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess I haven't really gotten to speak about this, um, but drum roll. Then I, I don't have any drums. <laughs> I'm going to She Recovers. I'm so excited. It's I am be too. So fun. I am so excited. So the last time I talked about it, um, I said that financially it wasn't in the cards for me. Um, that is still the case. I didn't win the lottery <laughs> per se, um, but I did win a like a gift lottery, a compassion mm-hmm, lottery, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> a kindness of, of friends and listeners, uh, lottery. And, um, I can't say a whole lot about it because, um, the senders of gifts want to remain anonymous, but let's just say that I was given some, uh, beautiful opportunities to come to LA Mm -hmm. and I'm going and you guys are, you and Natalie are going to let me sleep on the floor or whatever. (laughs) You're going to let me cozy up next to one of you. Cuddle up. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be really good. So I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to um, taking LA by storm with you. Oh, it's going to be great. I (laughs) cannot wait. I cannot wait. I was, uh, hesitant to talk to my husband about it. Not that I need his permission. Uh, but you know, we're a team. We, we, we're partners in life and, you know, partners in parenting. Mm -hmm. And, um, if one person's gone, the other one has a little extra work to do, but he is so excited for me. And, uh, of course he is. And he was like, I don't even know why this is even a question. Of course, going. Mm. And 
you know, we're going to be fine. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm happy to hear that. It's all happening. Yeah. And so that's happening. So today, the reason, because the lead up to that, I mean, by the time this airs, it'll be what, September um, 3rd. And we're going to She Recovers in a couple of weeks. So we are going to break up this episode today. We're going to do like a a summer check-in episode, right? Summer reflections, but we're going to frame it. Um, We're going to talk about, uh, today, we're going to talk about health uh, and creativity on this part of the podcast. So we're going to break the podcast into two. Right. And we're going to talk about health and creativity uh, with the lens of uh, summer reflections. Looking back at our summer to kind of just go over things. Yeah. So it's a bit of a catch up. We want to catch everybody up since we didn't, uh, you and I only, we only recorded one, uh, between the two of us, right? Maybe one or two maybe, but that's it. So yeah. So this is, this will be fun. Yeah. I've been looking forward to it. (laughs) Well, um, let's see, let's kick it off with, uh, health. Let's talk about Okay. Let's talk about it. Why don't you go? I feel like you have more to say about about your the particular health issues you've been going through. Yeah, and I'll try not to keep this boring. Um, but I would say that my health has driven most of my summer. So that's why I wanted to talk about it today. Yeah. You might hear me shuffling some papers here because I, I coined uh, my summer. I think you coined your summer. Um, I'll let you share that. But my summer, I called it the summer of slow. And that was driven by my health issues and having panic attacks. And so I've had five since May, since May 10th. And that was concerning for me. And so I knew that I kind of needed to uh, take a look at how I was going to be spending my summer and my time and what I could kind of accomplish in uh, bringing down my anxiety. And, um, you know, I don't know why they're happening. So I was kind of just tackling it from all sides without being totally stressed about it either right because mm-hmm. it's almost like a an elimination diet right yeah. <laughs> like eliminate thing totally. one one thing after another and see if it helps right yeah yeah and so um you know the the first four um had something in common in terms of either travel three of them were travel related um two of them had um well, mo- four of them had large groups um, as a component to them. So I was like, okay, going across the Golden Gate Bridge to a memorial, and I had a panic attack. So I was like, okay, that's travel, and there was going to be a lot of people. Um, but the last one just happened on my couch. You mm. know, that's out of the blue, just, just started in my legs and moved up my body. And um, so I couldn't really, I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing the thread here with this one. But but I started, you know, getting tools for it over the summer, talking to Jolene Park, going to my doctor. Um, I tried a float tank, a sensory deprivation mm-hmm. float tank, you know. I floated in the thousand pounds of salt water, which I've only done once. I have two more passes to go, but I'm not super pumped to schedule that. <laughs> really? Oh, there's one down it? the street. Yes, I think I would. There's one down the street and every once in a while it comes up on Groupon and I keep meaning to grab a Groupon. I got mine on a Groupon. So yes, yeah, same. Um, so I'll do it. Like, and I thought that it would feel like a coffin, you know, that float tank. 
I thought mm-hmm. it would feel more like a cough and like way too claustrophobic for me. But it's really big. Like I put my arms out to the side, both of them, and they don't touch the walls. Mm. So um, and even up towards the ceiling, I put my arms up. I couldn't touch the ceiling. So it's it's very uh, roomy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would try that again. Um, but one of my panic attacks happened the day after my art show. And the opening night, um, I was in an acupuncture chair with needles all in me and had a panic attack. So I was like, okay, large crowd, maybe the buildup, maybe, I don't know. So it's like I've been on this like fact finding mission, um, kind of investigating myself and just seeing what's going on, what's the common threads and all of that. Um, but I, I decided that because of my health that I wouldn't travel this summer that I would just stay home. The idea of getting on a plane, Sandra, was just mm-hmm. like, that's, you know, so I'm getting on a plane to go to LA. So all summer I thought I have to work really hard to try to eliminate some things that I'm doing or that's causing anxiety or stress. And so what I wanted to share, I mean, I did several things. I did the float tank. Um, I didn't travel. Um, I'm going to talk about some other things I did in some other categories that we have later. Um, acupuncture I got all my blood work done you know and all of that just mm-hmm. to kind of like see if I was yeah menopause if it was or I'm not biological yeah yeah I'm, and I'm not in menopause that has been confirmed that's not I'm not even close is what the numbers said so I'm not sure you know I'm not sure but one thing I had a I had a kind of a, a little come to Jesus talk with my um with my doctor about how she prescribed um Ativan to me. And um, I'm not judging anybody that is on Ativan. I want to make that disclaimer that what works for you or whatever you're doing. But for me, I was, I was hesitant because of my addictive um, <clears throat> personality, I guess, or addictive nature, that I didn't want to get on something I might have to also get off of. Mm-hmm. You know, that I might, I might have a propensity to really love. Well, and we should question these things, right? We should, yeah. we should at least ask questions, you know, and not just blindly take prescriptions from yeah. our doctors. Yeah. And research. Yeah. And I got so many lovely women um, reaching out to me in messages on social media and sending me emails or texts about their own experience with anxiety and panic and their experience with Ativan. So I really appreciate, obviously I am not naming these women, but I really, really appreciated their input and the time that they took to email me their experiences. Um, it was really helpful to know that you're not alone, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I appreciated that. So when I had the talk with my doctor, um, she prescribed a, a beta blocker. Do you know about these? Yeah. You know who talked about the beta blocker um, was uh, Chris Aguirre Ah, a long time ago. Thank you for Mm -hmm. reminding me. Mm -hmm. So non-addictive. And she said, you know, take it an hour before you travel, you know, get on the flight. Take They prescribe it a lot for um, people who do a lot of public speaking. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to lower your blood pressure and kind of just take you down a notch without checking you out. Right. So it's more of a physiological solution. Yeah. Yeah. Lower your blood pressure, lower your heart rate. Um, And so she told me to experiment with those, uh, obviously, before we fly and go to L.A. 
get on a plane. And so uh, I had the opportunity, I was going to this big party a couple weeks ago, going to be lots of small talk, um, open bar, a lot of people I didn't know. And that's like, there you go. There's the recipe right. for me to be really anxious and stressed out. And so I told my husband, I said, I'm going to take it. You know, I took it an hour before we went. And Sandra, it was like magic that I can't even fully. It's like meditation. Really? Right? How you can't really describe it. Uh-huh. So you noticed a difference. The only way I noticed it, I didn't notice it um, in my body. Other right? than I didn't have high anxiety. I completely made small talk with people. And was not in my head about it, wasn't judgy wow. about it, wasn't in, like it just I just showed up. Huh. Um, I asked my husband for what I needed, like because he was going to the bar and I was like, can you get me a non-alcoholic, whatever? Whereas before I'd be super anxious about it. I'd be pissed that maybe he didn't go get me one anyway, right off the bat. Um, I was just chill. Like <laughs> it was really just just I, yeah, it took me down a notch. And then I took another one. I can't even remember what it was for. But anyhow, two times I've taken it for two separate occasions and both to good effect. So I feel really good about going to L.A. on the Good plane. news. Yeah. yeah. I'm really and maybe and maybe it is in my head, too. Like maybe I'll just, you know, just knowing it that, could that be it works. placebo. Right. Totally. It could be placebo effect. But whatever. Placebo yeah. effect I'll take obviously <laughs> works. You know, that's why they call it. That's why they call it the placebo effect. Yes. <laughs> That's fine with me. I will take it. Um, so I think that's that's it for my health. I mean, like my summer was focused on um, trying to, uh, and again, like I said, I'll touch on this in other components of our shares, but it was really spent on just slowing down this summer. And so our schedule for the show um, helped that. Every little bit, just I was really conscious of what I was doing and and what I was not doing you know and what I could remove mm -hmm. or say no to and that seemed like right. having, having the voice or you know it helped it really helped so right right that was my health uh, and well, lots of therapy too <laughs> yes <laughs> all those are all good it's I feel like you're getting closer to a you know solution yeah. or at least having some answers I feel that way too. And, and again, that could be part of it as well, right? That I'm being proactive in this. Um, mm -hmm. I think the the test for me is going to be the flight to LA, which is only like an hour, Sandra. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's a blip. But um, I feel like once I do that, I won't be so afraid to travel. Right. I, I kept getting airline deals all summer. And I was like, Dealey, Dealey, get off that list. Dealey. Like, I didn't even <laughs> want to, I'm like, how many airline ads come out? There's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyhow, so that's that's my health, and um, I just I really appreciate all the unruffleds that were so sweet to me and sending me information and, and well, and a lot of out. a lot of women deal with it, right? Yeah, it's a it's a common problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to talk about this later. But there's a book that I'm reading, um, and maybe I'll just share it now. Just but um, it's called First We Make the Beast Beautiful. Um, a New Journey Through Anxiety. And it's by Sarah Wilson. She's an Australian. This book is like, I could I could see myself in it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, really, it's, re it's really been helpful. I'm only about halfway through, so I'll see. But I, I'm really enjoying it. And that's been really helpful um, to not feel so alone, you know, and to know right. that, that other people experience this too. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've hogged the health time. <laughs> Very good. No, you haven't. Um Mine 
is really kind of just uneventful, which is good because this time last year it was not uneventful. Um, But I similarly had a name for this summer and called it the summer of self-indulgence. And (laughs) I'll probably talk about that more when we talk about creativity. But I too just got in my inner tube and went down the river with the flow of Mm. summer. And it, I, I feel better right now than I have in a while, in a long time health wise. Um, I, maybe my hormones have evened out, you know, that could, it could be, uh, there could be a physiological explanation, mm-hmm. but um, I don't feel any sort of urgency around my hormones right now. Like I am evened out and I'm not taking anything, which is oh. weird. Yeah. No supplements, yeah. no maca, Mm-mm. no wow. No, I'm not taking – I took a break from the maca because it, the packaging recommended that you took a break. Okay. And then I haven't felt like I've needed it, even though I have some in my in – my, uh, a listener was nice enough to send me a package that she um, tried and it didn't work out for her. Oh. And so I have a whole box of it in my in my pantry and I'm I just haven't needed it. Um, I have changed some things up diet wise. Maybe oh, yeah. Tell me. that yeah. has helped. Um, but I and but I'm sleeping like I'm dead. <laughs> Every night, eight hours, I I just feel really good right now. Um, We'll see. What have I done? I Okay, so everyone knows that I like to drink coffee, and um, I just have coffee in the morning. I'm not an all-day coffee drinker. I usually have less than two cups of coffee. Uh, I was starting to get – hot flash, what it felt like a hot flash. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt a little panicky anxiety. And then I would erupt and, you know, I would ha- actually have a hot flash. And I started having those at the beginning of the year. And I thought, Oh God, I'm going to have to give up coffee and I don't really want to, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I decided to try drinking black coffee. Now, <laughs> Wow. You would have thought that y- you were asking me to give up alcohol. No, <laughs> which I, I've done. I understand. <laughs> but because I really like the shit I put in my coffee. Like <laughs> I'm like I What I, do you normally I take, put? I take it camping. I mean, I like I'm a freak about it. Uh stevia mm-hmm. and uh, a little almond milk. And if the almond milk has a little vanilla flavoring, even better. Right. Like I really dress up the coffee mm-hmm. so it no longer takes like, tastes like coffee. <laughs> well, I was doing a little bit of research and I was presented with the idea that perhaps if I just drank it black because the uh, calories or the sugar substitute or even the almond milk was kicking off my morning insulin. If I just, right. I didn't do that, then perhaps 
the hot flashes would go away. And guess what? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it worked. It worked. You and tried so, something different. Yes. And so for almost three months now, I have been drinking black coffee and I still only have two cups. I don't swill coffee all day, all day. Um, but I did have no more heat, no more hot flashes. And like, it's really kind of fixed everything. Well, that and okay. I, I've been a little hesitant to talk about this because I know that there are so many people with, um, that they ha- that have eating dis previous battled eating disorders, eating disorders. And so I'm just going to, uh, give a trigger warning and I'm only going to talk about it for like two minutes, but, um, uh, I kind of, I've been doing a little bit of intermittent fasting. I'll just leave it at that. And so the black coffee, uh, sort of whittling down the times that I eat. I'm not interested in, um, I'm not interested in putting any food restrictions on myself other than cutting out the coffee stuff. Um, but I time restrictions for food work very, very well for me. And, um, I just feel great. I feel really good. Okay. Done with talking about about food. Um, but I feel really great. I'm again, I'm, I'm sleeping well. And I, you know, and I think the summer too, the way we structured summer that completely added to the way I'm feeling now. I think I feel rested. I feel restored. I feel clear. I have clarity. I've, I've, um, I've, slowed down like you. And, um, when I was done in the evening, uh, another thing I've been doing differently too, and this might work into the creativity part is in the evening, I've just stopped. I've just, after dinner, I've not gone back and worked. I've just not, Mm -hmm. I've read, I've grabbed my book. I've sat on the couch and I've read and I really think that's made a huge difference as well. Well, the, just again, not to, I, I've been doing the intermittent fasting since I left Austin um, after you and I chatted about it. And um, I feel I, I went off of it for a week and did whatever eating. And I have to say, Sandra, my energy level just plummeted. Mm-hmm. So whatever the, 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 I don't know. I didn't really, read about it. I just did whatatever, you know, Natalie's been telling me to do and some stuff. <laughs> but but really just eating during certain hours. So I eat from one to seven mm-hmm. um, in the afternoon to the evening and that's it. Um but I used to crash so hard in the morning after having coffee. Mm-hmm. And so kind of changing, you know, to I haven't I did not switch to black coffee because I'm not on coffee, but drinking green tea or um English breakfast tea. Um black tea that that's been it and I miss a little bit of sugar in the mm-hmm. black tea or a little bit of milk mm-hmm. in an English breakfast tea um but not that much yeah and how I felt was just and the inflammation for me my inflammation changed for me big time I oh don't know what yeah that was about, but that that was huge so I was like oh my hands when I wake up they're not puffy and they're not 
I don't know. Anyhow, so right. I, I know we well, don't talk about it too much because I don't know a whole lot about it, to be honest. But I felt really good. I can't say that it produced any, you know, major weight loss for me, but I yeah, felt and better. Mm-hmm. And that is not, I'll reiterate, or I, I don't know if I'm reiterating, I didn't even mention that. I wasn't doing it for weight loss. I was really more exploring um, hormonal balancing. And I really, because I had read, I did do some research and I read that it could help balance your hormones. Mm. And uh, I really think it has. I really think it has. Because like I said, I'm not, I'm not having the crashes anymore. I feel even. I feel like my energy level is even. Um, I just feel really good. So, yeah. That's all victory. I mean, from last summer, how you felt, Sandra? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was in a crisis of health, especially looking back and comparing it to how I feel now. I, and, and and actually, too, I was even going through my journals this morning because um, I was looking for a piece of writing. And I stumbled upon some writing that I was doing during that time. And, I mean, it was – I was in the weeds. I mean, it was yeah. really a really – uh, a dark time for me mentally and physically, which, you know, obviously they, it all becomes one thing yeah. since they, you know, we're one body, but, um, I, it, I, I was really in a bad place and, um, I feel so much better now. Mm-hmm. And as far as menopause, I, I need to get my blood rechecked again. Um, I think I'm still in Perry, but I'm, I barely have a period, put it that way. Yeah. It's random. It uh, hardly ever happens. When well, I used to be clockwork. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> I'm going to, I want to piggyback your period talk for the listeners um, because I did not mention that I got my IUD removed, which is a lot of information I know. But since we're talking about this kind of stuff, I mean, it was, I was wanting to get my, uh, is it the follicle stimulation hormone, the FSH test that you take right. to find mm-hmm. out if you're in uh, menopause? And she, they, um, I didn't have a great experience with my gynecologist. I'm getting a new one. Um, but she, um, you know, when she removed the IUD, um, I didn't know if I'd have a period. I hadn't had one for 15 years. Well, this summer was like just flashing me back to being 13 years old. Um, you know, oh, I bet. So I've had <laughs> two. I've had two. And I'd forgotten so many things, Sandra, which I don't need to get into. But, you know, of course, I was wearing like white pants. tampons with you all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. No. They're in my pen case. You know, when I open up my pen and pencil case, like, there's a tampon. Um, but just forgetting forgetting how I was going to feel, too, like cramping. Like, I'd just forgotten. And so mm-hmm. the other night, I had a big bowl of popcorn and butter and salt for dinner. And a carbonated mm-hmm. fizzy water. And I was like, oh, it's Delicious. probably coming. It's probably coming, right? It's probably mm-hmm. coming tomorrow. <laughs> but having that and being more in touch with my body, I'm not, I got to say, I'm not super pumped to have my period. Um, I'm just not. But I also yeah. know that I've been checked out from my body for so long that it's okay. I need to be checked in with my body. I need to have it. I need to figure out what's going on with me. Um, so, Yeah. So I'm not yeah. wearing white after Labor Day. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not um, going to tempt that um, from happening again. 
Right. It just took me back to eighth grade so bad. It took me back. <clears throat> so, but, um, but that's a big change for me. I mean, I haven't had one for 15 years. I'm going to be 48 or by the time this airs, I will be 48. And, that is um, crazy. Especially knowing yeah. that soon enough, you won't, you'll go back to not having a period again, just because that's yeah. inevitable at yeah. some point you will, you know? Um, yeah, that is, that is interesting. I, I have to say I'm enjoying having less periods. I have to say <laughs> I am not missing them at all. As a, ma- as a matter of fact, the few that I've had in the last year, um, I've just been like, ugh, you again. You know, like I'm I'm actually looking forward to menopause. <laughs> I didn't think yeah. I'd ever say that. Did yeah. that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> that just came out of your um, mouth, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to quote you for the show notes. <laughs> But maybe, you know, and maybe that's part of getting my energy back. But, you know, because I think that, you know, that can happen too. But I have to say that getting all this, you know, getting, like I said, feeling like my hormones are balanced and getting, you know, I'm just like, yeah, this ain't no big thing. And I'm sorry if you are suffering through perimenopause, anyone that's listening to this, and I'm just over here gloating. Um, (laughs) I'm very sorry if you're suffering and I could go back to suffering. I definitely could, but right now it's good. I'm just like, okay, well, if it's going to be like this for the rest of, you know, the next five years or so, I think I've got this. I think I've I've got it. I'm it's, it's all fine. (sighs) So that's it. That's That's our health. People are going to be real sorry <laughs> that we talk. Right. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, actually, I have a period. No, anyhow, my girlfriends, it's been good to talk to other women about this. You know, since we've been talking about it on yeah. the podcast and, um, you know, since knowing Lori Massacott and her podcast to 50 and beyond and talking with other women, like, and hearing what they have to say about this time in our lives, like, it's been really helpful. Oh, Because my mom sure. never talked to me about it, ever. No. No, I mean, yeah, we've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah, my mom, well, she had a hysterectomy in her mid 40s. So oh. she's been a, you know, she was, she, she was, she would have offered help, but she had none for me. Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of this show for as much as you'd like, even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. Next up is creativity. Okay, we'll and go. What, you go. And what our summer? Okay, I gotta, I gotta pare this down because it was a very right. creative summer. So let's, we'll get into it here, um, and maybe we can even go back and forth. But for me, a big thing that happened this summer was my art show, and right. that happened at the very beginning of summer. I've shared a little bit about that along the way through the podcast, but um, but it, it was over. Uh, uh, had a, a finale, and on the finale, um, like the last night of the show, Steve and Grady got to come and see the show because they missed the opening because they were traveling. Um, but I sold two paintings, nice, both Congrats. to unruffled um, listeners, and um, 
my art professor came to my closing night, which was really special. And um, from that, I felt, I think I'd even said on the show, like I never wanted to do another show again. Like that was just too much for me. And I think that was at the very beginning of summer when I was feeling all of this panic and anxiety. And I was feeling like I something's got to give. And this feeling right here, this can go. Like this can just leave the building. And uh, I have since had second thoughts about that, of course. Um, and talking with my um, my art professor, I call her my art professor, but she's also my very good friend. And she has encouraged me... Um, to submit some uh, some of these paintings from this series to a group some group shows locally mm-hmm. and just have one painting in a group show yeah. based on a theme that seemed really interesting to me and she was like you've done the work because I was going to sell them and put them up on my website and just like let's move these things along and then she was like you've done all the work why not try to add some things on your CV why don't you try to you know see how that feels before you mm-hmm. kind of just be rid of them and I'm like, well, I don't really want to be rid of them either because they feel so personal to me. Um, right. You know, I've kind of wanted to keep them close. Um, so one of them I will not sell and it will go in my home. But So that's kind of that. That was that. Incredible, like that was the road with that. It was like where it started, of course, with high anxiety. It was like, nope, never doing this again to maybe I'd consider being part of a group, sh- group show. So that was one thing. Um but along those lines, when I started rethinking, like, what do I want to do creatively? What am I happy with? What fills me up? I realized that I do not like doing commission work. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not that I don't like the work that I do. I'm fine with the, what I make. And, and um, I appreciate that people want my work. But the anxiety that it causes me far outweighs the satisfaction that I get. You mm. know, or it's not worth it to me, um, mm-hmm. actually. So I've decided that I am no longer taking um, commissions, that I um, I will make art. And if I want to put it up and sell it or move it out into the world, I'll do that. And if somebody likes it, great. But I, I can't. It's impeding my creative process by selling my work. So I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where I have to really think about that. Does that mm. happen for you, Sandra? Like, does that um, I, well, I... I feel like um, I don't have a choice um, because I need need to make income. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have to be a working creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but are commissions stressful? Are commissions-, commissions are stressful. Yeah, okay. Sure. They are every time. But, you know, it's one of those things that uh, – <laughs> it's my job right now. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I have to say yes, unless it's just something that just does not resonate mm-hmm. with me whatsoever. And then, you know, I definitely turn jobs away. Um, but if it's something that's, that's in my wheelhouse that I even feel just okay about, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's how, it's how I make income, but I'm, trying to change that. So, you know, I'll talk about that more, um, when we get to me, (laughs) but, but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. It does change. Um, it does change your creativity for sure. It, it, It can change your output for sure. 
Yeah, and I think I'm talking, for me, it'll just be about painting. Because there's other things, right? Yeah, because we need we do need to make money. Like, I make um, residual income from the mantra project that I did with Holly, which is such a gift that every month I get paid from a project that I did two years ago that is out into the world. And, and like, that is okay. Me, I just, um, one thing I was going to share is I'm just getting my book printed in a more professional manner um, on my gratitude um, guide. And I did it through Blurb Books. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a couple hundred copies. There's an ISBN number for it. It's like going to look like official. Like it's going to be beautiful. I've already seen it proof. And um, Caitlin, our friend of the show, Caitlin Schumacher, she helped me figure out how to get that all uploaded and um, ordered. And so there's things that I can do, right? Because I need to make money. Right. And there's other, the painting part, I think, needs to be it, it, what it's turned out to be for me has been this creative um, tool for healing and for working out stuff and for mm-hmm. um, and when I started to to change that to where I would be making money from it, something made me not want to paint. Right. So I'm not even sure where mm, that's all going to end up. Sandra, I could change my mind tomorrow and list all the paintings and say I'm done with that chapter. I mean, I could. But f- right. for right now, I'm still just kind of figuring that out. But as a creative, like, that's something I just I'm interested in hearing people talk about because um, it's not so easy just to I, people who do commissions all the time like that is a special talent, right? Yeah, yeah. just commission work. Yeah. Well, and it's um, you know, it's one way to be a working artist too, right? Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a way to make uh, to take it from hobby or 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 passion to a career. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's in thank goodness. It's, it's an option for some people, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. But just figuring out and try to, I think something that could be even related to the health component, like what happened for me this summer was listening to my intuition more, which, you know, when we're drinking or when I was drinking, I didn't listen to my intuition. It would come up for sure. And I think after we did that astrology reading with Natha, um, it came up and it really, what what kind of rang out from um, my interaction with her and from the work that we did was that I've always had my intuition. I have not listened to it. Right. And so when these things are coming up in the creativity department, um, I'm having to listen. And I think that's what's happening with my... Um, having a morning routine and doing, taking the time, making the time before I start my day to listen to myself. I mean, that's like listening to our intuition about the summer and how we were going to do this show and things when it seems to be, or what has, what has been made more clear to me this summer is that when I don't listen to myself, I run into a problem. Sure. I mean, maybe not immediately, but with this anxiety, I'm thinking, like, is it just because all of these things have been stacking up for so long um, and that I'm not really listening to what my true – I'm not in an alignment at all with what I really want to be either saying or doing or how I want to act or follow my gut on stuff. Like, I just – I'm not um, – I haven't honed that skill. And I think getting sober has helped me to hear myself. 
Sure. And so the rest of the summer, um, I just kind of listened to that. Like what, what felt good? What did I really want to do? I said no to a lot of things. Um, but one thing that I did was my, um, my professor had painting at her house every Friday in July for about four or five of her painting students. And again, we've all become friends. And so it was really a privilege to go to her house because that's kind of the boundaries that you don't cross with your professors usually. Right. To go paint and to have her advice and to go to museums with her this summer and to really um, have the time and space to create with other people that I admire. It was so great. It just, Mm -hmm. I looked forward to Fridays all week. I thought, oh, that's going to be so, that's just going to be great. Um, so that's it. I, that, that's a, the main points I think I wanted. I have a lot of other little things. Um, um, but that's where I'm at right now. Like, I think that was the summer component. Like I'm getting into a new phase with ceramics, which I'll talk about on another show, but, um, that was my, that was my summer creative kind of component. Well, I love it. And oh. you know, again, you can change your mind about this. You, yeah. You know, you, for sure. commissions aren't for you now, but you may come into a place in your life where you're like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to do it again. Um, well, you know what, maybe Sandra? if there's less pressure or yeah, you're right. And I think that, I think that before, and, and again, I have to break it down by when I was drinking or what, now that I don't, because the, the old me, um, because I am so black and white about things, right. It had to be all or nothing. And you're right. I do. We do. People do have the prerogative to change your mind. Right. I think as long as I'm in integrity with myself and I'm being honest and saying for right now, this does not feel good. Next year, I could be all commissions for 2019. I could be on a whole new train. Sure. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. see that happening. But I, you're right. I could change my mind. That's, yeah. That's the beauty of... Um, of being really in touch with myself and knowing what's Yeah, working. and just being intentional. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Okay. Well, I'm, you know, I was looking back through my Instagram photos because, you know, my life didn't happen unless I Instagrammed it. <laughs> um, just to get an idea of what, what I did create creatively this, this summer. And, you know, I did a lot. I changed my website. Yeah. I mentioned that before. I gave it a bit of a facelift and I still am a kind of in love with it. I mean, there's still probably a few more tweaks. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the podcast tab. It's it I have I've I had listed all the podcast links with the show notes and um it's cl- it's clunky like it takes a long time to load mm-hmm. the page itself and so I'm so if you go to that page, if you go to the podcast tab and you're expecting to see the latest podcast, it's for now, it's, I haven't updated it in a while because I'm trying to figure out, um, how to, I don't know, truncate it. Did I just use that word correctly? I'm not really sure, I think you but did. it felt right. I think it you felt did. Right. I'm going to okay. be able to, I think I'm going to be able to help you with this if you can believe it. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that later then. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just a clunky page. So I need to figure out what to do with that. The rest of my site though, I love it. I I still love my, my site. Um, it's just a, it's a solid reflection of me right now. 
and my work. I'm looking at and, it right now. And I just, I, I'm still very happy with my website, uh, facelift. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I did that. Um, I, my mom gave me a gigantic, actually there were two of those big, like the largest plastic bins that you can get at Target full of photos, um, family photos, some that date back to the 1800s. They, my, my grandma had them. My grandma was the keeper of them and, um, she passed away many years ago when Max was a, a baby. So 15 years ago. Um, and my mom had just had them stored somewhere. And when she moved in to an apartment, she unloaded these onto me and they have just been sitting stacked in our garage. And, um, I knew I wanted to go through them and organize them somehow, but I really, I was really wanting to just look through them all, like look through all the photographs and see what was there. Throw away duplicates, that kind of thing. Just kind of get a little bit of organization around them. Um, and so I did that this summer and that was a really fun project. Um, it made me sign up for ancestry too and follow a couple of lines. I fell down that rabbit hole for a couple of days. Um, I'm still actually signed, you know, Ancestry is not cheap. It's like $20 a month, right? Oh, yeah. But they give you a free two weeks and then I forgot to cancel it. So I've like paid for a month. Now I need to just go in and do a few more, a little bit more digging around and I may cancel it um, or I may hang on to it for another month. Um, but it's so fun. I mean, I followed just one line that went you know, back to the 1500s, I guess. And that was just one family line, you know, every branch, there's a different line to follow. I mean, you really could spend a lifetime. (laughs) Well, three summers ago, Sandra, I took a sociology class, my first college class, um, when I went back to school, and the final project was a family tree. I went down the rabbit hole of ancestry.com with the two weeks free. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got signed up and forgot to unsign. So don't forget to, yeah, to stop that when you're ready. But it was fascinating. I did my family, my side, I did, um, I did my family tree. And then I did Steve's family tree for him because he has a lot of questions and stuff about his family. It was fascinating. It really and when you're is. in it, you're in it because you kind of got to stay fresh with it so you can remember all the connections. Uh-huh. And, and it's so not done. Like, I'm just going to have to cut the core, yeah, you know, yeah. and then re-sign back up when I'm ready. Because, you know, a couple of weeks, put it this way, a couple of weeks have gone by and I haven't even opened the website that I'm paying for, you know. So yeah. I need to just stop it and then I'll start it back up when I'm ready to dive back in. But it's really, it was really fun. It was really fun to do in conjunction with going through all these photographs and trying to figure out who's who, um, still haven't figured all that out yet, but, um, it was really fun. And and my grandma too was a meticulous, um, newspaper clipper. And so she would all clip out, 
obits, wedding announcements of anyone that we were even mildly related to. And they're all from like Mississippi, Georgia, Alabama, that kind of triangle there, because that's where my whole family on my mom's side is from. And so, and even in an obit, you can get like a really good solid family tree there because, you know, they would list like who, who the person is survived by, who has already passed, you know, so you kind of get an idea of, um, who the relative, you know, who the siblings are and the parents and grandparents. And anyway, that was really fun. That was a fun, like four week activity. I also, I have a box of letters that I have kept from college like college. So I have a whole box of letters, um, poems that I got from boys, um, lots and lots of stuff. Some, some poems were anonymous. Like I have no idea who they came from still (laughs) to this day. Um, so that was really fun too, because I was digging, cause I'm working on this piece that I'm, that I'm writing in my writing class. Um, and it's longer. So I write the vignettes that are published on my site, but I am also working on a longer piece that I don't quite know what it's going to be yet. But that forced me to go back through all those letters. And anyway, it was just fun. It was a bit of a nostalgic trip, but I really it. fun. I love that you have all that family stuff. That's fantastic. I love seeing the little tidbits that you were sharing um, and images and, yeah, and clippings. I think you shared a clipping, too, that was pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, And that has to spark a whole bunch of, yeah, that sparks, well, it sparked a lot for you, obviously, right? Like, you go down the rabbit hole of it. And didn't you go to the library and, like, get all kinds of books on something? Yes. Like, I just got completely fascinated with I've always loved the Victorian era, like a lot of people. Um, And so I, and I stumbled upon like postmortem photography in the Victorian era. And, um, and also spiritualism um, in the Victorian era, they cut the, there were photographers that did specific things like that. There were spiritualist photographers and then there was also postmortem photographers and it's fascinating. It's a rabbit hole to fall down. So yeah. So I went to our central library, which is right now listed on time magazine as one of the top 100 places in the world to visit is our (gasps) Austin, Texas public library, which I've told you I've, I've done Instagram stories. I've taken pictures. I'm like, people, we have an amazing library now. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next time I come, I want to go there. It's beautiful. It really is. And now we are validated. It is is a beautiful (laughs) library. Um, But yeah, I went there one day and just like got the biggest pile of books. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So that was really, that was totally fun. Again, just the summer of self-indulgence. I just (laughs) let myself follow these curiosities, follow these, follow those bunnies down that hole if I wanted to. And, um, it was really fulfilling. It, uh, you know, I spent less time on social media as a result. I, 
have been riding like a fiend Mm -hmm. to where, and I know we talk about this all the time. We go through seasons of life and I am definitely in the season of writing and reading goes hand in hand with that. So I don't know. I've lost count of how many books I've read this summer, but a lot. I've read a ton of books this summer and, um, I'm back in my writing workshop and I've been writing like crazy, like finished. I have finished a lot of pieces this summer and I'm just really proud of myself, but it's felt really good and it's felt not forced, um, which is important, you know, is an important thing to feel when you're, when you're writing. It's a good thing to feel. I know we're, you, you know, if you're a writer, you write anyway, but you know, I, I do so many other things that sometimes I don't write anyway if I don't feel like it, but it's really unforced the summer. It's just, I've had so much clarity and energy around it. It's felt so good. Well, you're, and you do, are you part of a writing workshop? I am. I'm, I've been, um, in my friend Spike Gillespie's, um, nonfiction writing workshop on and off since I got sober. And, um, it was one of the first things I like signed up to do that thing to fill the void. And I haven't been in it consistently. It's just an ongoing, every six weeks, she throws up a new work, you know, a new one you can sign up for. Um, so I've taken some breaks, but, um, I'm back in it now and I love it. I just love it. I mean, not only is there the accountability, I mean, you can go to workshop and not read anything. Um, but it's more fun to, to use it as, as accountability, um, because it kind of forces you to write something if you want to, to read something when you you get feedback, you know, because before I publish, um, my vignettes, I, I like to vet them a little bit and get a little feedback. And, um, so it's just, uh, it's, it's been good. Well, I'm going to ask you, I'm curious too, because, um, when you do these vignettes and you go to the writing workshop and you're vetting them, um, is there's a public, um, performance component to that optional? Yeah. Well, um, well, okay. So every, maybe twice a year, Spike holds a, 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 a public reading. Okay. And so that is a little bit different. It's more formal. It's in a, uh, um, it's in a, uh, playhouse, um, a small playhouse and it's, it's more formal and you read a piece that you've, you know, most likely edited and, and really worked. Um, there's an audience and, and a Facebook invite and, you know, people come and, and listen. It's really, that's really, really fun. I've done that several times. Did you Um, do it this summer? I did. I did. Mm. Yeah, I did. I I did. See, I was setting you up there, Sandra. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it's really fun. I mean, the first time it was just I had like an out of body experience, like, oh, my God, you were on a stage reading something (laughs) that you read to people that you don't know. Um, But after you do it once, it, it doesn't feel as out of body. Um, That's a whole nother component to it, right? Like you've got this workshop component and you've got you're working on it at home and then you're reading it in the workshop and then you get on stage and share it right like that's a whole different ball game that you're playing in right and I knew 
a lot of, you know, a lot of cities offer various writing workshops. Um, and you know, they're all set up differently. I'm sure. I think some workshops you print out your manuscript and you trade it or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the way this one's set up is you come in and you read your work aloud and then you, you know, and then it's open for feedback. Um, and I just love it. I love getting feedback. I've talked about that before, but I love getting feedback. I love critiques, uh, because it's just a chance to improve. Oh yeah. And I, and I want to get better. So, um, and a different so perspective I'm, of someone's hearing your words or, or seeing your work. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, you get to see like exactly how it lands and it's just, I just can't, I don't know. I just can't say enough about it. I'm really, really feel it's really filling me up right now. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the other thing I just wanted to end on is, um, and this goes back to seasons of life. I'm looking for a job right now and I've mentioned it before, but I really, I'm, I'm out there. I'm like, I'm on indeed.com. I've written several resumes. I have, uh, you know, written lots of cover letters. I'm really kind of hitting the pavement. I uh, used to be what you would call that, but you know, <laughs> now you just kind of do it in the luxury of your, of your own home. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's really an odd thing. I've been out of the workforce for a long time that coupled with the fact that I'm looking for a job in something in which I have no, I don't have any experience and I'm almost 50 and it's really humbling. Mm. Like I, um, I have not gotten one single bite mm. and it, I, you know, I've, I've read others experiences of trying to enter the workforce or reenter the workforce or get a new job or career change or whatever. And I've, you know, taken that in and thought, eh. well, you know, Surely yeah. someone will see my brilliance, <laughs> but no, it's, um, it's been, it's been very humbling <laughs> and I, you know, I look at my resume and, um, there's a hole there, a big one. And, uh, you know, I could say, well, I, you know, I, I attempted to start some businesses that have squeaked along um, you know, I've been busy. I had kids, but you, you don't put, you, there's nowhere to put that on a resume. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And been raising children and human beings. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Well, so I hope that reveals itself how it should for you. You know. Yeah. You know, I really, again, with the metaphor of just kind of hanging out in the inner two, I've, you know, I really have taken my hands off the wheel. I, I, you know, I, I've got some agency over it. I'm, you know, not going to just sit back and think that somebody's going to, you know, knock on my door and offer me this brilliant job. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I can only do so much. I only have control over so much right. and the rest I just have to leave. 
to, yeah. to God or the universe or whatever. I know that either way, something will work out. <laughs> it may not be the thing that I'm expecting. Yeah. Or anticipating, but something will work out. Um, the other thing it has led, though, or at least a door has kind of cracked open, is the possibility that I may just go, you know, back to school. Um, oh, right. You had mentioned that. Yeah. Well, yeah. What would that look like? Or what is that? Um, again, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Um, I either would consider getting, getting, um, an MLS, which is a master of library sciences, because I'm really interested in working in an archive or a library or something like that. Um, so I'm, so I guess I should backtrack and say, I'm not looking for any old job. I am, I am being specific, but Mm -hmm. I, I have that luxury, I guess right now. Um, so I would consider getting an MLS. You can do it pretty easily online. There's lots of online options for that. Um, so, but I've also even thought about pursuing, um, an MFA like in creative writing, which is scary as hell. Like I can't even Uh imagine even applying for that because I know the rejection level is high, high, high. And that voice is loud, loud, loud. Like, who on earth do you think you are? You've, hmm. you know, blog post writer, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say essayist. <laughs> right? That's what those are. Those are essays. And so you have a collection of essays, my friend. I am, you know, starting that just, I guess, investigation. Um to see if that's could it even be a possibility for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm kind of looking at the future. It's like, well, if I had an MFA, I could teach and write. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a pretty good life. Yeah, it does. Right. And, you know, in doing all this to looking for a job and, uh, uh, you know, the bigger meaning behind this it all of it is that I've just had this urge to take some of the pressure off of my creativity Mm. to not just fulfill me but to pay my bills Mm. um I feel like I need the stability right now because I think it will inspire a little more freedom, you know? Yeah. And um, even though I might have less time, you, a lot of mental space gets rented when you're, when I'm constantly hustling and trying to figure out how I'm going to pay for the kids' activities and, you know, extra stuff and this and that. Um, so I... I don't know. I mean, you know, the grass always looks greener from here. And I know there's a lot of people who want to work from home and, and they want to do the hustle and the entrepreneurship and all that. But I just have to say, I've done it for a long time and it is a hustle and I guess I'm tired. Oh, I'm going to start crying. (laughs) I think I'm tired. I'm just, I'm just a little tired. I just, um, you know, your worth as much as you 
want to separate your worthiness from creative entrepreneurship, they are inexplicably tied together for me. And I get, and I'm not knocking the fact, I mean, I sell a lot of kimonos. I get a lot of, of, of really, really good feedback for my creative work. And I don't, you know, take any of that for granted. I mean, I am as successful as I feel like I could be at this point with that, but I can only make so many kimonos, you know, there's only so much time to do that. A, and there's so much, there's only so much energy I want to put towards that. And, you know, right now, like I said, I'm, I, I want to write, but every minute I am not in my studio is, um, you know, is a, a dollar I'm not making. Well, do you, um, well, I don't even know if you know this, Sandra, but, but, but clearly you, you've thought about all of this all summer long, right? And for more, oh, than, yeah. for more than that, I know. For more than that, but yeah. But to have these kind of realizations and having the time and space this summer to think about them, um, this has been the first summer that you haven't done your sewing camps, right? Right. In right. And I mean, that, th- those took up a lot of your time and energy. A lot of time, a lot of energy, and that added to the hustle, you know? Now, it was a good summer income, too. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have that this summer. Um, but, you know, it afforded me the time to think about it yeah. and just to, to figure out what I really wanted instead of just uh, reacting, go, go, going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're not making income from that, yeah, it's nice to have the time and space to think, but that doesn't pay the bills or that doesn't do no. the things that you normally would get to do in summertime. Like I get that. I get Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like how much, I mean, the evolution um, and the intention this summer for both of us, right. And just kind of where we started and where we're at here at the end, it's not the end end, right. It's just another point to keep pushing off from. Right. But it feels, um, it did feel luxurious in terms of, um, Getting, space to breathe yeah just getting the time to 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 focus for me just to fo- not not focus on one thing to focus on my well-being yeah you know, your creative well-being and and that well can get really really dry get empty and um i felt like the summer was just kind of replenishing that and not in a in a way that was like i didn't take a ton of workshops i didn't no it was just the time to honor um the small tiny things that I was doing and releasing and getting rid of or transforming. I mean, it just felt time to pay attention this summer and it felt good. Yeah, I agree. Well, see, we'll wrap up this part of our show because we're going to come back next week um, with a second part, which we're going to talk about our family life um, Mm -hmm. and sobriety. And sobriety. Yeah. So yeah, next week, but um, right now, and I wanted to share this, I didn't chat with you about it, Sandra, beforehand, but um, I know you and I have been discussing this summer about some Patreon perks for the people that are supporting our Patreon account. So speaking yeah. of making money, um, <laughs> but we, I've been watching a few other people and how they do their Patreon accounts and what they offer there in terms of perks and also what we could physically even do so that it doesn't add this other component that 
is really challenging for us. So we're open to ideas from our listeners and our patron, our patrons of what they'd like to see. Uh, yeah, please let us know. Um, inbox us somehow. Let us know. We really are, you know, if you guys w- want to hear about something more in depth or we were thinking we could make behind the scene videos or, yeah. you know, we, we, we've been brainstorming yeah. and I think after so, yeah. she recovers, after she recovers, after she recovers the weekend of September 14th, I think when we get back, we're going to try to have something for you. Maybe we yeah. could even do behind the scenes from she recovers. Maybe that's that would something. be fun. <gasps> that would be fun. Ooh, that would be fun. I want to see how much fun we're having there. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to figure it out, but if, um, if you want to support the show, I mean, we kind of ask, I mean, it's a dollar an episode is what we're asking. You can, contri- we have people who contribute more than that. And we're so grateful, but we're just asking for a small donation to kind of keep us going and doing this work because, um, yeah, we're trying to make a living off of our creativity <laughs> and that's what we talk about here. Yet we're kind of sheepish to talk about it. So, um, we appreciate you if you have supported the campaign and if you haven't, if you want to start, we would appreciate that too. And so you can find out more about that campaign at patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Okay. I think that's it for now. I'll chat with you, I guess, next week. Until (laughs) next week. All right. Bye, friend. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.